It's time for the Minecraft Podcast, episode 172. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Minecraft Podcast. On this episode, we got Good. Hey. We got Ko. Hello. We got me. Hi, me. Hey. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Hi, Chad. Pretty good. Hello. Bash apparently Perker. had his face fucked up. That, huh? that, that's so vague, you know? It could be really anything. Maybe he got hit by a truck. Maybe. <laughs> I didn't really give Maybe a lot of Maybe he has some virus. Yeah. Maybe he has, like, uh... <clears throat> no, he, uh, he had, uh, something with his teeth. He said he can't talk today. Oh. He's not here. That's why he's not Poor here. Poor guy. Uh, did you guys do anything interesting over this last week? What was this last mm. week? No. <laughs> December started... Um, I went and saw. Santa I had Claus. my my stream anniversary thing. Yeah, three years. That. You know, I saw it on the Reddit, and at first I was confused because of the whole stream one thousand. I was like, wasn't there already an what 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 is happening right now? <laughs> and then I was wait, no, that was that was number one thousand. That wasn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of those arbitrary celebrations, like right. whatever whatever tiny reason. Like I'm probably gonna do one for. Day one thousand three hundred thirty-seven. I figured right. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Maybe play Counter Strike all day or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th this one was the actual anniversary because I started on December fourth, twenty thirteen. So it's now wow. been three years. It's a long time. Wow. If you could have told yourself something three years ago, like before you were starting, like, is there anything you've learned over the three years that you wish you could have just told yourself? Just never yeah. done it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been it's been very beneficial. I I think that in most cases it's really really not a good idea to stream every day, and I don't recommend that aspect of it. But <laughs> I did it because of my uh, sort of depression and things like that, and so it gave me something to do every day, and that did help. That was a a good thing to do. It gave me a goal that I had to do every day, or you know, or I was screwing up. It made me get out of bed, basically. Yeah. God, I but, feel like if you ever mm. miss a day, you're just going to kill yourself. Like, not really, but you're going to be really sad. Yeah. Like, if something happens, I feel like it's going to be like, fuck, like, fuck. Like, yeah. there's a lot of anger. I, like, it, it's almost like a breakup or something. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I do care a lot about it. Um, but it wouldn't, like, devastate me. Um, I'd be devastated. And I'm not even you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just want to like, I, I want to. I don't want it to sound like I'm gonna kill myself if I miss a day. But I mean, yeah, it, it would hurt a lot, yeah, because it would feel like, oh man, I, I managed to go for so long, and now I've screwed it up. I mean, at least I hope that it's not for a dumb reason. I hope it's, well, I hope it's something out of my control. But that sounds really worse too. Yeah. Do you have like any contingency plans, like an app? downloaded that like allow you to stream from your phone for like two minutes that would be smart to do i don't have that <laughs> I, I do have i do have other things i have um a few people who can stream on my channel so that i can sort of proxy through if, if oh, something happens smart. where i can't stream someone else can go live and then i can join them somehow and then i then I, there i was you know or uh you know having a laptop and being able to go somewhere that has internet is another right. 
Like you know, people have like there's these you know there's 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 all forms of crazy people, like the people that have their bunkers or whatever, or the people that have their go bags or <laughs> you know their their seventy thousand gallons of water, whatever. You need to have like a a bag that you bring everywhere with you, like even when you go to the bathroom, in case like the door a like, bug uh, out bag, yeah, but for but, like but for streaming, streaming, like you're always able, like no matter what, like, like even like I said, even to the bathroom, like what if like the roof caves in and you're stuck in there and Nakomi's not around us to get you out. Like, you need to have that <laughs> everywhere. You need to always have it in your hand uh, wherever you go. You're, like, cooking in the kitchen, and you got your little bag in your hand. What's funny is that that would be called the sad bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bag, yeah. You need a sad bag. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's, like, a lot of stuff, a massive amount of stuff that I learned through doing it that I would just – I wish I could tell myself back at the beginning it all has to do with like you know i don't know streaming things and settings and and uh, technical details all that kind of stuff things yeah. that i should have figured out how to do earlier and didn't and yada 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 it's so, crazy as much that, as we do this we still learn like fuck we just now realized in Teamspeak that all our auto gains were on yeah <laughs> i know i know well, some of the, some of it's moving goalposts a little bit because of the fact that like we'll switch applications and we won't be as familiar with one, so then right. we have to relearn, and then they're always updating and changing, you know. So then there's that aspect of having to relearn. Yeah, I've been thinking about a lot about how it's just incredible that each each one of the content creators is really like a renaissance man and in, in that they <laughs> have their hand and that they have their hand in like in every aspect of creation, you know, like, you know, editing, production content. And I think of myself know, also more the as host. like an Encino man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, it really like, cause I've been thinking about that a, a lot, but then I was talking to a guy who, uh, he was a audio audio guy here in town and you know he's just, just that's the only thing he does is audio and if you put a camera in front of him you know he wouldn't know what to do and um you know we are always constantly evolving our craft and he was like oh yeah i've been doing this for 40 years you know and and if he if there's a new piece of equipment he gets he has to go to training in order to learn it you know, when we don't, we just don't do that. And then the other funny thing that he was just pushing me so hard. He was like, I can't believe you, you never completed college. He's like, you have to go back to school. Otherwise you're never going to get hired. And it was like such this like complete, like it felt like we were in the same business of creating content. He worked at a news, news agency I was like, it felt like we were in the same business. We're we both content creators in an, in a way, but yet the the cliff, the the divide between us was so great, it was incredible. Because he was also talking about like, oh yeah, well I've been in this for forty years, which is why you know you guys can't do it because I haven't you know retired yet, and I'm probably and I was like, well yeah, I mean most of us are all going straight to the internet. You know we're not we're not doing TV. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he obviously didn't get it. Hmm. Whenever um, you started talking about the audio thing, it reminded me. Uh, did you uh, did you buy any, any audio equipment or anything from the, uh, the thing? Mm. 
Yes, we're talking about the uh, oh, state right. sales stuff and the the auction stuff. I yeah, so it. I got I ended up getting four uh, tapes. I got four <clears throat> tape decks. I got uh, a old Betamax tape decks. Betamax. Uh, Betamax. Betamax. That Betamac. guy. <laughs> um, Betamax uh, tape decks. After the alpha. Um, and then I got an f ton of server racks, like a ton of server racks. I think I have. 12 or 13 server racks <laughs> right now. It's like a server room. You have a server room in your house. I basically have a server room. Yeah, how did you move? And, uh, and how did you move, did you have to go rent I had to rent a U-Haul. Yeah, <laughs> I rented awesome. a U-Haul. Um, and bam, some of those are so heavy. It was so yeah. funny because it was just like a complete, um, just like random assortment of server racks. Some of them were like the really thin like in light but tall server racks. Some were like, you know, they have the doors, they have the side panels, they have wow. an extra extension. Like some, like they're all over the place. I think I think the question on everybody's lips here is why? Yeah, what are you gonna do with them? Um, I'm hoping to resell them, okay. <clears throat> flip them. <laughs> um, because okay. I bought them for three dollars. I thought piece. you were going to build, like, a, a server no. array or something. No, like no, no, no. I oh mean, server God, racks Jack can go for, global. like... No, I'm going to, like, Craigslist them. Um, because, they weren't yeah, ready I, for I, the Hello My God virus. <laughs> 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 right, exactly, yeah. I'm going to create a worm. Um, no, Everyone's I'm going to flip them. Everyone's be red. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was fun. What else did I get? I got some battery backups. I got... Was it basically? basically so you're going to use the battery backups. Did those stuff battery you bought, backups? You're gonna I'm going to use. I don't know the Betamax stuff. I may keep one, um, and then I may try to sell the others. And if they don't sell, I'm not going to be like too upset. Um, but yeah, yeah. So God, I felt like there was something else I got. Oh, I got a printer. I got I got a few printers. Um, one of those I'll keep, and then uh, the other ones I'm getting rid of. Are these like office um, printers? Yeah, there's a, like big multifunction, like uh, yeah, printers. Some of them are like like the one, ones that one like, like from a, the ground to like up to your stomach. Tall. Yeah, one of how them you, is like how that. How did you move that yourself into your house? It has wheels. Okay, wheels. and there's a ramp on the okay, yeah, yeah, on the um, U-Haul. Um, but no, that one is, it's like a mini version of that. Like that, I only have one of those. It's like a Xerox machine, like that you would, ex like a real, like a big copier. There's only really one of those. The other one, um, is, uh, it's like an expanded. Did you look what the, uh, the ink and stuff costs for that thing? <sighs> the one, the big one? No, no. That one, uh, basically. I like I got that stuff for like three bucks. Like it, it, seriously, three dollars is the minimum that you have to place on the bidding website. And so I I put in the minimum. It's like if I get it, I get it. You know, I'm sure that I that someone would want this for more than three dollars on Craigslist. Yeah. Um, we we're witnessing the early days here of Chad's <laughs> new career, his real career. It's it's coming in, in the future. Yeah. Someday yeah. you'll be yeah, telling a guy. Be, about you know, the, you'll be you'll be the audio guy. Except you won't be telling someone when you go to college. You'll be like, what you need to do is you got to find the right end. You got to find the right place to find you the right find the right, right website. You got to find the right auction site that nobody's on. You see, okay. Right. His, his then, real future is infomercials down <laughs> all the way at the end of that road where he's like, 
and you could be like me. Just flip these th these three products every <laughs> Buy week. Buy my book for $19.99. You too could have a steady income of over so-and-so. Yeah, exactly. You get um, the whole workshop on two cassettes. Beta, exactly. beta Max. Oh, yeah. Beta Max. Created on my very Buy first. Buy my player. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's, you know, that, that's been kind of a fun uh hobby basically this last weekend i think i gotta stop i gotta i gotta because right now my garage is like full <laughs> you, you're gonna become a hoarder you're you're on the verge so of i gotta hoarder. get rid of the server racks i gotta push them out i gotta move some product uh to get more space um but yeah there's a ton you are of in server racks. so much trouble i should you probably take a photo of it because it's pretty ridiculous how many <laughs> server yes. racks i have um, do, t do do that Please. <laughs> I, I also so, want yeah. to see the picture of the server X. Yeah. I mean, I, if you want, you know, you guys vamp. I'll go down and take a photo of it right now and just hold it up to the... Because it, it, it needs to be in the podcast, really. And me tweeting it later. Okay, yeah. Uh, go, go. You guys talk about something. I'll go... Thank All right, we're, we'll, we'll, okay. Wait, who's, we'll, we'll start with... Uh, with <laughs> wait, are you going to take the thing that I, that I put there? Well, let's um, talk about uh, since, since Chad didn't play anyways. Last of Us has uh, got released. The, they did the uh, PlayStation. Was it PlayStation Excitement? <laughs> That's not what it. What was it called? PlayStation. Fuck, you hit me it? with a lot of strange information <laughs> all so quickly. There was um, the PlayStation event, but I can't remember what. PlayStation it was. Experience. Experience. Yeah, I knew it wasn't excitement, but that's what. It... <laughs> PlayStation Excitement <laughs> 2016. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that happened. Um, and uh, Last of Us, but more importantly, Knack Two has been revealed. Um. <laughs> Which do you want to talk about? I'm open to whatever you want to do. <laughs> I just threw it all out there. You uh, did. So everyone keeps saying to me after the Last of Us Two trailer, it looks really good. And to me, I'm excited, super, super excited. It comes, it's coming out. But that trailer didn't tell us anything. It didn't look anything. It's just you know. I didn't. I didn't need it to tell me anything. Right. What I, it, what all it I needed to know was, was that it was it, coming out. Yeah. Like, it's. I, I'm very, very excited for this game. Probably more so than I have been in a long time. Other than, like, I was kind of excited for Last Guardian. Now that I'm into it, I'm really loving it. But I wasn't as. I wasn't anticipating it as much. I think because I put it on a, on that seven year long back burner. <laughs> but Last of Us Part Two, man. When I heard Ellie's voice, I got goosebumps. When I heard Joel's voice, I got goosebumps because I was really invested in those characters. That yeah. the first game is so good, so I'm excited. My only wish is that it didn't have to be on console. I am terrible at shooting anything <laughs> with a fucking controller. I am the worst. <sighs> like they got, that, they got auto aim and everything. They do. They do. Console. Did you play the DLC for it? What was that? Oh, are you on fire? <laughs> you need to have your sad bag. Now is the time. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, All right, let's see this. Okay, hold on, so... hold on. What, what did you ask me? I don't, I don't want that to just fall away. What did you ask me, dude? Um, did you play the DLC for last? Oh, of us? course, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so was fucking hard. It was so hard. The difficulty between the yeah. main game and the DLC was just huge. There was such a huge difference between the two. Uh, did you not find? Okay, it? so I'm a little yeah. embarrassed because. Oh, sorry. I, I, go, go, go. I'm go, go, go. busting in here. 
because I couldn't even take a photo. There's so many. I had to take a pano <laughs> of, of the, the thing. So anyway, so that's all the different server racks I have. There's, oh, I, I, that's a photo. At first, I thought your phone was broken. <laughs> no. Yeah, so there's like, I think, 12 server racks. And they're all different shapes and sizes. And then uh, here's like, here's down the, I have them in two different. Down uh, the aisle. Yeah, down <laughs> the aisle of them. And you then are almost a retail store. Me for size, you know. Uh, you look so afraid. Like they're going to attack yeah, I'm you. Like, well, it was really hard because they were, I was kind of like. down the aisle. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of server racks right now. Um, yeah. It's like also the not very distant future when. SWAT busts in to break up Chad's operation. He's a two. He's addicted to flipping. Now he's just stealing shit to flip. <laughs> can't can't get enough from auctions. He starts robbing places. <laughs> yeah, man, I could flip this pretty easily. They didn't know about his labyrinth of server racks. Can't let Chad in your house because he's like pricing everything. He's got like he's like an encyclopedia of flipping now, and he's like looking at yeah. your stuff. I bet I get 10, 10 bucks for your cat. <laughs> like the uh, beginning of Fight Club when he's walking through and all the price tags are coming up yeah. for every little item in the room. <laughs> he, he doesn't even see the furniture anymore. He just sees. Ten I just see numbers. <laughs> see, yeah. <laughs> see prices. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, it's been fun. It's, it's been a fun uh, little thing, and it's crazy also to like go into places and like you know this used to be a business and now this is all shut down and. Uh, you know, what they used to do and stuff like that. That's all yeah, cool as well. Picking over the corpse of something that used to be somebody's dream. Wow, you're like, you're like Richard Basically. Gere in Pretty Woman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember watching Pretty Woman. You've never seen Pretty Woman? No. Wow. wow. Well, hmm. Sorry. you're just a few steps away from buying a hooker and not sleeping with her. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on. Do what? He sleeps with her. Eventually, he? but not not an, an, in a hooker relationship. No, like he goes back to the hotel with her, and uh, she he, he feeds her like strawberries and chocolate, and then she's like, she pulls out a condom, like, so which one you want? And he's like, I oh, don't, no, we're not doing. That's not my interest. Um, and they just hang out in the hotel. <laughs> but yeah, they don't they don't sleep together until like basically after the horse race and all that. Like he takes her to the. Um, to the, oh, yeah. to the polo match and all that. And that's also where a uh, uh, dude from Seinfeld finds out that she's a hooker and he acts like a total dick. Anyway, so we've, we've talked enough about Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are really into this movie. I, You're giving a great synopsis of the uh, film. I mean, I was just enjoying it. <laughs> it's a good movie. It has a great soundtrack, actually. Anyways. The, part, the, the, opening, the opening sequence where like, you're looking at like the Hollywood Hills and that song, oh, it's so good. So, I know, man. So I was just thinking this morning. So good. <laughs> while you were having coffee with your server racks? Yeah, while I was sitting amongst <laughs> my server racks. I was like looking over it proudly like it was my crop. Like, mm. I should have bought more chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, the 2016 uh, Game Awards uh, happened this last week, and we got to see... Uh, the de a new Death Stranding uh, trailer. I haven't watched and that yet. I keep meaning to do that. Does it does it actually hell. tell us anything about the fucking game? Uh, it tells no. you a little. No, no, yeah. It it, but it, it, well, it's weird because 
gives you a little I, more setting. I don't think it tells us anything about the actual content of the game. Okay. Other than, um, you guys have both seen it, right? So you, do you know who's, who's in the trailer? Yeah. I I knew that in the first trailer they had the dude from uh, Walking Dead. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, is, is Guillermo del Toro is actually starring in this trailer for some reason. Yeah. And I, and I think that that means that this trailer isn't really representative of what the, the actual game's going to be. It might be what, what it'll look like, like graphically and stuff, because it, it looks in-game cinematic, kind of like yeah. Metal Gear. But um, I can't imagine that Guillermo del Toro is a character in the game. He's certainly probably working with him, making, you know, doing his monster stuff that he does... I don't know. Maybe he's a, maybe he is a character in the game. He totally. I don't be. know because the other guy, the they sh- revealed another character after Mads Mitchelson. Is his name? Yeah, who played Hannibal? Hannibal. Yeah. yeah, and I, this is just so cool to me to use. Uh, you know, the Real first action. time, I, I, yeah, I, the first time, you know, I didn't really follow up with the first trailer, and I was like, huh, how weird is that? That that looks like Daryl from. The Walking Dead, and then I was like, "Oh, that is like him, man. It's, that is him." Like I didn't realize that that you know he used him. Uh, yeah. totally, obviously, afterwards. Norman Fetus. <laughs> and I'm watching it now, but I have the sound. It's muted, so cool. So, so it's yeah, you know, really it's, yeah, you don't really need the sound. Music. So it looks like so far it looks just like the other trailer. There's just they're dead crabs, lots of dead crabs. Yeah, and then you got the guy with a yeah. Wait, 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 dead crabs. Are you watching the right Yeah, there's one? dead crabs in all of them. And there's so many yeah, dead crabs. Like, on those yeah, but I don't remember them being all that prominent. That's no, how he's it in starts. the first few it's, seconds. It's like, it's yeah, like, it's over the crabs oh, again. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I must right, have been Yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 man, this is going to be one atmospheric um, uh, game. Just, I mean, the setting, just the the characters that you kind of saw, the the weird skeleton characters... I I really feel like I don't think that much of it is representative of the the total final package. I think this is a bunch of of uh, visual like it, it's sort of like a, a special effects display, and they revealed some of the people who are playing characters, or or somehow involved in the project. But I'm some somehow I just feel like it's not really telling us anything. I think I'm just used to being tricked by Kojima in the past. <laughs> that's kind yeah, of what maybe. he does. Yeah. What kind of game do you think it's going to be? I think I, it's going to be a lot like Metal Gear Solid, where it's like a yeah. a story driven third person. You know, yeah, where game. there's puzzles, but also fighting. Where there's also, uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, there's it's, so many details that totally I, I have to think that he has some plan. Because even if you look at the, the uh, Gilmo del Toro, he has like this weird like stitch across his, his forehead, and there's like this weird baby thing. Yeah, he's got like and, a baby in a in a vessel of some sort now. And yeah. Just, like there's like and a, then the like, baby oil opens up, like, floating flowing in right now, and like yeah. And the baby does stuff with its eye that the other <laughs> thing does. Like, there's... I don't know. I feel like the threads are connected. I'd like Most to think likely, that. it's definitely going to be like some sort of sci-fi military thriller. Right. I think I think that Kojima is going to stick to his bread and butter there because that's what he's done for forever. But he's really goddamn good at it, so... 
You think I'd this is like the last, like there's some kind of plague or something that's wiped out most of humanity or something like that, and there's just like this last baby that you have to like save. Like you think there's this? this <laughs> yeah, you're doing like uh, what's the, what's the story of um, shoot. Uh, that's kind of Last of Us. Yeah. If you think I'm, about it. I'm thinking of uh, that one where there was where no one could have babies anymore, and then there was that one. Oh, Children of Men. With Children of Men, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. The one pregnant woman they had to kind of. Yeah. Well, Last of Us though also has. I mean, Ellie is the one of the few children, right? And she also is immune. Yeah. So she, she ends up kind of. It becomes a story of having to deliver her to the people. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what oh, people wow. on, on Reddit were saying was like, this is, um, uh, shoot. Could you, uh, <laughs> you, wait, what's the, why am I blanking Hideo on Kojima? the, yeah, no, uh, yeah, Guillermo uh, del Toro. No, uh, the, the developer, the, oh my God. uh, yeah, Kojima. It's Kojima Unchained, basically. <laughs> Sorry. I For some reason, I was like, no, that's not right. It's uh, someone else. I just got confused. Uh, but yeah, it's Ko Kojima Unchained, where it's like all the things that he wanted to put in that some editor or some producer was like, uh, this is a little, a little out there. I, I don't know. I think that's a load of shit. Because right. <laughs> if, you, if you play through the Metal Gear franchise... It is already out there. It's already bonkers. I mean, I don't, th I don't see where he was restricted. Like in Metal Gear Solid Four or Five, I mean, actually, there's already there's a lot of stuff in there. Like uh, you know the skeleton trooper guys that you see in the trailer. Yeah. That you like, I mean, there's characters in Metal Gear Solid Five that that have that sort of aspect about them. There's like these sort of phantom uh, <laughs> uh, soldiers and such, and. Uh, I don't know. He's always done a lot of abstract, crazy shit. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what I like about his stuff is that he he takes real, you know, solid factual th things like real military procedures or events or weaponry or or gear, any of that kind of stuff, and he's very authentic with all that stuff. And then he mixes it with this comic book sort of thriller kind of. Yeah, pulp, biological, yeah, you know. Unfortunately, a reason a lot of people a lot of people don't take his uh, stuff seriously, but his stories are really interestingly woven. It's reality mixed with fantasy. It's crazy. So, but certainly unchained from having to answer to anybody. Um, <clears throat> we have no idea when it's coming out, do we? I bet it's like 2019. Yeah, I'm telling you, you should have your side back ready. Somebody's attacking. Side bag. Something, something really nuts happened. Sad bag. Gotta get my sad bag. So I just grab my sad bag and leave. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be podcasting from the road. Yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm interested in it, but yeah, it's gonna be like 2018, 2019. By uh, I bet by the time we see this, finally, I think so. Did either of you play uh, PT? PT PT Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> just I imagine you just get your little PT Cruiser and you just you can just see the world. PT I, Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
PT was that that um, it was playable trailer, but it was a demo basically for uh, Silent Hills, and uh, it was only on I think it was only on the PS4. It's actually not available anymore, obviously because Silent <laughs> Hills was canceled. Yeah, uh, so Konami had it taken down, but I actually have it still on my PlayStation. I haven't deleted it. Um, but it was uh, it was all this first person horror stuff, and it's insanely, it's really, 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 really good. Uh, so that's, and that was born out of this uh, merger between Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, them working together on that. So I have very, 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 very high hopes for Death Stranding. I'm not expecting a horror game, but just that when they work together, it seems to be blockbuster. Yeah. Very cool. Probably be good. So, what else happened at the um, Game Awards? I didn't actually watch. It. I did see that um, Boogie tweeted out that he got like an award or something. Like they like give like YouTubers awards or something. Yeah, good talk. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, good talk. I didn't hear about yeah. that. I did see the the Schick Hydro robot. What? There was a what? <laughs> what? Does it shave your face for you? Get the perfect you ball shape. You guys didn't see the. You didn't see I didn't see robot. anything from the Game Awards. So I didn't. I don't know anything about it. I saw the Prey trailer, and that was about it. I actually, I didn't watch the awards either. I got all this information through osmosis. Uh, but yeah, the there was a mascot. Robot. That's like, dumb. Oh, you see it? You found it? No, but it sounds oh. dumb. Yeah. Based on how you're describing it. There's oh, a yeah. clip of somebody interviewing it, where basically it's just the guy talking to himself. That might be worth your time. Okay, here we go. I found. I found. We can. We can go through the whole thing if we guys. If we got time here. So, game <laughs> of the year. The options were Doom, Inside, Overwatch, Titanfall Two, and Uncharted Four. The winner was Overwatch for game of the year. Best studio okay. slash game direction. Uh, the options were Blizzard, Dice, ID Software, Naughty Dog, or Respawn. And Blizzard won it. Of course. Best narrative. Firewatch, Inside, Mafia 3, Oxenfree. I've never heard of Oxenfree. Oh, I played Oxenfree. It's good. What is it? It looks cool, like the little screenshot here. Uh, well, I, I thought I think it's an indie game, and uh, but it's it's a uh, how do I explain it? It's sort of a side-scrolling thing, but it's not like it's not a platform or anything like that. It's like a side-scrolling adventure sort of deal, and you control uh, this main character's a girl. There's a lot of branching dialogue and all kinds of stuff but it gets first of all the dialogue in the game is insanely good there's like a little group of of teenagers sort of meeting up to drink at the beach is what what the sort of the way it starts out it feels like you're playing an 80s movie though they talk to each other very naturally you get dialogue options when you talk to them so you can change the sort of direction and who gets into relationships with who or good or bad or whatever um it was really 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 good 100%. 100%. Definitely play it. Okay. Huh. All right. I'll get that. Um, and the last <laughs> option was uh, Uncharted 4. The winner was Uncharted 4 for Best Narrative. I haven't played that yet, but people were telling me yesterday that it's some sort of a masterwork. It was apparently done by uh, the Last of Us team really? instead of the usual huh. team. I've been meaning huh. to pick up all the Uncharted and just do a playthrough. Well, I need to get around to doing that. Um, I've played the first three. They're good? They were good. They're real good. They, they're fun. It's basically a, a like... 
kind of an Indiana Jonesy sort of thing right. that you can play, and it has really, really, really good dialogue. That's what I've heard. Um, best art yeah, the characters are good. Uh, options were Abzu, A B Z U, Abzu, uh, Firewatch. I really liked Firewatch. I'm just gonna say that while we're going through here. Inside, Overwatch, and Uncharted Four. The winner was Inside. I haven't played that either. Um, Isn't that the sequel to Limbo? Is yeah. it a sequel? Or, well, it's it's not a sequel. Or, well, but, yeah. spiritual successor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, best music slash sound design. You got Battlefield <clears throat> One, Doom, Inside, Res Infinite, and Thumper. The winner was Doom. Best performance. That soundtrack. Uh, uh, so these are just actors. I doesn't really this uh, Nolan from Uncharted Four. See the winner was. I'm not gonna go through all of them because they're lots of lots. Actors. Yeah. Fuck those people. Uh, <laughs> games with games for impact award. What the hell does that mean? For a thought provoking game with a profound pro social meaning or message. Okay. Huh? Uh, um, <laughs> these, the, this is the Social Justice Award. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What if it was like the uh, with the drowning simulator or whatever that was? I've never know? heard of any of these games. Um, they're 1979 Revolution, Blockhood, Orwell, Sea Hero Quest, and That Dragon Cancer. And the winner was That Dragon Cancer. Heard of that. What's that about? Was that the winner? Really? That was made by, I think, either the father or parents. I'm not sure if it's like a team effort of um, someone, uh, their child had died of cancer. And I guess, I have not played this game, but the game is, sort of goes through the, it's like a metaphor for that whole process, or it is literally that whole process of having a child who's dying of, wow. or going to die of cancer. That sounds like that. I don't want depressing. Don't want that. So depressing. Yeah. <clears throat> Best indie. Game. I mean, I, I could, I could get into that, like, because you know, you. I repeat, I, you know, I That's read depressing my books. And stuff. I <laughs> could get into the, the terminal <laughs> children. But like, but like uh, you know, I watch plays or books or whatever that it's like, oh man, you know, like uh, the Fault in Our Stars. You know, that's a pretty depressing story, but uh, enjoyed the process. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I got you. Best best indie game is Firewatch, Hyperlight Drifter. Never heard of that one. Inside, Stardew Valley, and The Witness. The Witness. Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley. The winner is Inside. Bah. Um, best mobile game. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clash Royale, Fire Emblem, Dragon Fates, Quest, Pokemon Go, Severed, Monster Hunter's Generation, oh. and obviously it was Pokemon Go. Obviously. Best VR game. Oh, I didn't know there was a Batman Arkham VR. That I should play that. Um, Batman mm. Arkham VR, Eve Valkyrie, <clears throat> Job Simulator, Res Infinite, and Thumper. And the winner was Res Infinite. I've never heard of this game either. What if that's related to another Res game of the past? What is what is it like? The screenshots like just it's colors a coming game. out of like a little spot. And that's all you can see. It it might be yeah. It might be what I'm thinking of. This job simulator. There's a there's a music game. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know why I even brought this up. I don't remember the details anymore. It was like <laughs> I think it was a PS2 game, and it came with like a vibrator. Oh, <laughs> great! <Ooh. laughs> uh, get down with that. Um, best action game: Battlefield One, Doom, Gears of War Four, Overwatch, and Titanfall. And Doom won that. I really need to get around to playing Doom. I've had that since it came out. Pay full price good. for the game and not play it when it comes out. It's stupid. 
Um, best action slash adventure game: Dishonored 2, Hitman, Hyperlight Drifter, Ratchet and Clank, and Uncharted 4. And the winner was Dishonored 2. Best RPG: Dark Souls 3, Deus Ex, <coughs> Deus Ex, Mankind, uh, The Witcher 3. Divided. Um, yeah, Mankind Divided. Sorry. Uh, World of Warcraft Legion and Xenoblade Chronicles. The Witcher 3 won it. Yeah. Best fighting game: Killer Instinct Season 3, King of Fighters. Never heard of that one. Pokemon Tournament and Street Fighter Five. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Five won that. Best Family Game: Dragon Quest Builders. That's something Milby plays. Um, Lego Star Wars, Pokemon Go. Why that's funny to me? Pokemon Go was a family game. All right, Ratchet and Clank and Skylanders. The winner was Pokemon Go. Best Strategy Game, Civ Six, Fire Emblem Fates, The Banner Saga 2, Total War Warhammer, and XCOM 2, Civilization Civ Six won it. Best Sports and Racing Game, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Do we even need to cover this like this? I guess What's we don't have point? to. I, some of them were interesting, and they, it sparked conversation, but some of them we don't care about, I guess. Well, the more it goes on, the more I just feel like, who the fuck decided this shit, and who the fuck cares? I think that we did because, like, on the site here, it had the nominees, and you could like tweet or Facebook your your opinion. So maybe it was decided by the people. I don't actually know that. That's a good question. Hmm. Forza won the best uh, sports game. I'm almost the end. Persistent to continue. I'm I'm almost (laughs) done, Co. Chill out. Uh, Best multiplayer game. Overwatch won it. Overwatch is such a good multiplayer game, too. Overwatch like, was nominated. The rest of the nominations were ones we'd already seen, like Battlefield or whatever. But the reason why I started reading this is because there's also... Okay, so wait, no. I, it wasn't decided by this because there's a section called Fan... Yeah, Jury Selected is what I just read. And now there's a Fan's Choice section. And this is, the reason why I started this is because it all... Because the, there's a thing here called Trending Gamer, uh, sp- sponsored by Intel. And the, the nominees were Angry Joe Show, Boogie... Danny O'Dyer, Jack Spectivi, and Lyric. I haven't I haven't only heard of like two of these. Jack Septicai? Yeah. What did I call him? Spe- I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever. Whoever he Spectikai. Inspectikai. <laughs> Jack Inspectikai. I like my Lyric is like the biggest Twitch streamer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I heard of him and Boogie and Angry Joe Show, but uh, Danny O'Dwyer and Jack Septicai, I've never heard of. Um, but Boogie won. You've never heard of Jack Septicai? That's crazy to me. I also have not really. Maybe really? I've heard like the name he's before, like but... he's like uh, Markiplier's like you know person that he like does with all the time. Like he does uh, collabs with all the time. Yeah, but you'd have to follow Markiplier to know that, and I don't do that. <sighs> nope. So. Oh, there's a most anticipated game section. I'm kind of interested in this. I'm I'm curious which one you guys would say. There's uh, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Mass Effect Andromeda, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind. Yeah. Mm. I really need to get on to play a Mass Effect. I, I, I've always wanted to play Red Dead Redemption. I wish there was a PC version of that. Um, there's not, is there? I played... I played... Oh, uh, Red Dead Redemption... I, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's console only. There's Red Dead Revolver What's that? Uh, that came out before. Yeah, people don't really know about it, but it was a PS2. It was on the PS2, which Red Dead Redemption also is, but Red Dead Revolver came out before it, and I think it was more just. It's a different style of game, but I think that's the origin game that led to Red Dead Redemption. 
Hmm. We'll see. I've played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption, and uh, I liked it. thought it was quite good. It, it really feels like just Grand Theft Auto <laughs> Western style. Grand Theft so horses, horses. Yeah. Grand Theft Horse, yes, as people have said. I feel like I should be more excited for this Zelda, but I, I feel like they've sapped my ability to be excited about it anymore. Why's that? Like, well, I mean, I, I should say that I'm always going to be... Like, there's a minimum excitement level that I have, always, for Zelda or anything Nintendo does. So it's not like I'm, I don't care, but I know pretty much the Zelda formula because it's been pretty consistent from game to game to game. They haven't really been shaking things up there. You know, they're going to give us the you know, the first boss is going to be I don't know, you hit it three times in some vital spot and then it keels over and this sort of repetition and repetition repetition of that formula until the end, right? Yeah. The Nintendo formula. But I am excited in the sense of, you know, new Nintendo system, new Nintendo software. What about all the crafting and stuff that you, that, like, that seems really exciting to me. That's, that, that almost puts me off of it. That's not what I go mm-hmm. to Zelda for. I didn't go to Zelda to fucking play Minecraft. I go to Zelda for a well-crafted story. I want to play a good story game. I don't want to play this, oh, write your own story. Craft all this shit. No, fuck that. I want Plant stuff. I want a masterwork, man. Paint me a fucking picture. Tell me a fucking story. That's what I'm here for. Mm. Gotcha. I mean, like, the, they had me because I I wanted to get into the crafting stuff. and It's like, your fucking fault, then. Yeah, it is my <laughs> fault. Like It probably is, like, Minecraft's fault. Like, that, that whole genre of games are trying to, like, capitalize on, this is what everyone's playing now. We gotta get that in there. That has been, I think that's one of the most interesting things that Minecraft has caused, is the just extreme popularity, so far beyond anybody's expectations, or what anybody thought a game could do, a single game being that popular. Uh, it, you've seen it act like a gravity well along the way. Because it's changed the way certain other companies behave and how they target audiences and stuff and how there's this way, like there's this whiplash effect of like trying really hard to appeal to the kids. Because now the way that they look at the numbers, I think it's almost like for some companies it's erased all other customers. Yeah, it's just 100%. Man, we really gotta we really gotta appeal to these five year olds that love Minecraft. They fucking love Minecraft, and so that's the whole market for them now. Yeah. So just oh, well, we've got this we've got this uh, space shooter game, but we better figure out how to how, how to, to incorporate Minecraft. In yeah, exactly. How do we get trees in space? <laughs> well, I mean, like I really feel like the survival game was created the Minecraft, and uh, I think that people are just trying to incorporate the new game type that I don't agree. Kind of didn't exist before. <clears throat> there was definitely survival. There was lots of survival games before, just none of them did a good enough job. Is the been the problem? Like I think they tried too hard or something. I don't know, but there was definitely survival games before Minecraft. It just, just wasn't in a popular vessel. Like what? Trouble. 
like Minecraft. No, oh, no I know, he means I know, survival I know. games before. What oh, survival the, game? That predated Minecraft. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know, but I'm, I think that there definitely were some games that had that aspect beforehand. I agree. I'm trying okay. to think of one. That we, we're we're just doing this off the top of our heads. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, but like I hate it when people I mean, are like, well, give me an example. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Zelda won the most anticipated game, by the way. But yeah. I'm glad I never have gotten into. There's some things I don't. I'm glad I just don't care about. Like Star Wars is another one of them. I don't know why I'm glad this... I don't care, but. Yeah, why are you glad I don't get that? Because it just yeah. seems like a, this. I don't know. It's like. Uh, it's almost uh, uh, the same reason why I guess I'm glad I don't care about sports. It's like, I don't, I don't have. I'm glad I don't care about VW Beetles. I'm yeah. So glad. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like an addiction that I've got to miss out on. So I don't. None of my none of my time capital is is used. You don't need the patch now. Yeah, yeah, like I don't. I don't have. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not like whenever I watch Jeff watch sports, I'm like, God, I'm glad that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't yell at my TV and jump up and down in my living room. I, I don't want that in my life. That sounds like it makes sense on the surface, but if you really think about it, I mean, you have all your own versions of that. Sure. Stuff, so it's really, right. it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't make any sense. I guess. Like you have your own time wasting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. So, um, I mean, yeah. It just, I guess there's a lot of, there's a lot of, really popular ones that somehow or another I've missed out on. But then, like, you know, there's other ones like Minecraft or for years it was right. World of Warcraft or um, whatever. So, yeah, you're right. I do have my own ones. But I guess there's, I guess there's some – I guess I'm just being a dick, really, because it's like these, all these things that other people like, I'm glad I don't like them. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have a good – I don't have. I, I, I understand where you're coming. And also, like, it's a good time to be like a Star Wars fan. Like, holy crap! I couldn't imagine being a Star Wars fan during the dearth of no Star Wars content. You know, there was just nothing. Yeah. For a long time. Right. I recently read all of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, and I, I just finished it. And the first book was written in 1977, and I'm so glad I did not. Get into that in 1977. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it just got finished in like 2007 or something like that. It's like, yeah, that the, like a lot of people didn't live long enough to finish the series. There's actually uh, there's yeah. a, there's an Arthur Arthur um, in like the fourth book at the end. He's he's writing about how he leaves the third book at a cliffhanger and he got a lot of angry angry letters because then it took him like eight years to write the next book. Um, and yeah. he said he got this one letter from a woman that was just like. So I've been diagnosed with cancer, and I'm told I'm not going to live. Yeah. Could you just please tell me just what tell happens? Me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I wish I could. I don't actually know myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, God, that's insane to me. Uh, and uh, It's funny because I read a book recently that I really enjoyed, and it was only written this year, and I didn't realize that when I bought it, and it's going to be uh, – uh, Pages. Um, trilogy yeah and i'm like damn it why did i read this now like i should have read it in in you know five years uh so i'm actually kind of mad at myself for like reading a current book <laughs> i was like damn it yeah uh, you know uh i just played for the first time last night the the last guardian and uh that's also a thing where the whole ico shadow of the colossus and the last guardian were a, a trilogy set I didn't realize that they, it was always meant to be a trilogy, but it was. And 
it's been seven years for that, you know, Last Guardian to get made and to finally come out. Uh, which I guess that's not as God, bad as yeah. my books, but it's still yeah. I, I'm I'm still waiting way. on the next Patrick Rothfuss book, uh uh, of the King Killer Chronicles, like that one, I I actually just today went to Patrick Rothfuss's blog to like be like, what, what's the update on this thing? Where, come on, let's get this book done. <laughs> yeah, let's get this book done. Um, yeah. Do we have any more stories to talk about before we jump into uh, Ass Crack? I don't. Not really. This name of this person, nope. holy fucking shit. Um. All right. So. <laughs> Ubin Hachni Nagmuntusukla asks, <laughs> Hello, Crackcasters. As gamers, are there any particular genres of game that you enjoy but feel are neglected as far as game development goes, a.k.a. any genres that you'd like more slash better games to be made in? I ask as a developer myself, it'd be nice to see what professional gamers are interested in, and they've seen around the pool of games over the years. As they've seen around the pool of games over the years. That sounds, that's a weird sentence. Um, my answer is I want a really good zombie survival game. Seven Days to Die is as close as it gets, but it's <laughs> yeah. just not, it's just not, it's not, it's, it's close. It's really close, I feel, actually. There's, there's, yeah. There's something missing. There's always something missing. Uh, and that could I, even be like graphics, you know. It's this really is gonna the only... seem like a really tenuous connection here, but I want to say that, like, I feel like if somebody dedicated a lot of time to it, like, the, if if somebody was willing to develop for a really long time, really shoot for the moon kind of things, like, think about what's hard to do. What, but what would make it really realistic? And then actually spend all the time necessary to figure out how to make that happen. Um, because I, the reason I'm thinking of this is because of The Last Guardian. I'm not trying to pigeonhole this in here, but the uh, there's a uh, animal character in that game that is extremely very lifelike. It's It's unlike anything I've ever seen in another game. And it makes me wonder what would happen if, like, if we spent a lot of time on concepts that we sort of have, I don't know how, like, we have simplified versions of what we really want, but we don't really think about it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, with Seven Days to Die, it approximates, for the most part, what we want from a zombie thing of, like, oh, they come and they can, they can destroy the door, they can destroy the wall, you know? But it's not like what we've seen in the movies. It's not like the zombies bust through the windows and they, their arms are reaching in and you're boarding it up, you know. And they sometimes they'll break right. a board off or something where it has that sort of visceral reality about it of really surviving that experience versus this is a house made out of blocks and the zombies can break the blocks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like we throw right. those it, it, that level of detail away because it's too hard to do, right? Right, like like creating something that is so simple that it, uh, or so so complicated that it feels simple, like boarding up something that, you know, zombies are attacking. It's Other so games hard have had to that do. too, and unfortunately, what'll happen is is like you you grab a board, and then the game will show you like a blue outline of a board. You can put the board where the blue outline is, 
I would love, I would love a game that's just sort of free form, where you can pick, you know, pick up stuff. Maybe there's a chair in the room. You could break the chair and it falls into pieces, right? You could pick up the pieces and then maybe hammer them. Yeah. To, you know, just nail it to the wall. Fuck it. You know, yeah. break the TV apart. Whatever. Just that kind of. Uh, that would be a really interesting experience, and I think that that would lend a lot to it because you, it would be more visceral. It'd be more immersive. You'd feel like you're really in the situation and you have to use whatever is available to you you know you have to use your wits to survive i also want it to be not procedurally generated i would love it if we had like i mean you like you look at like world of warcraft these huge this huge world that's been built like i would love it if we could take that's all handcrafted right yeah um, like I would love if someone redid, you know, the United States, Europe, all that. I mean, let's start with, just start with like the United States or whatever. Like start with the one city. <laughs> Seriously, just do one good city. Right. I want to be able to venture out. Like I want, I want the whole United States. Like I want to be able to go live on a fucking farm. I don't want to be able to find my own house if technically like take Google maps and like, like, I mean, like you're talking about this huge project, right? Like, I mean, this is, this yeah, is the game. Yeah. Like I, you know that's that's extremely huge sure. i mean i think you're even going beyond what i'm what i was thinking uh, well this is what this is i mean if we're if we're if if it's like no, no if it's the perfect genre yeah if this is the, the perfect the, game this is me building my 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 the game i want i want to be able to right. so survive the zombie apocalypse in the real world like you want a massively expansive world with with realistic like virtually real Wait, that's an oxymoron, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Near real levels of detail. Right. Like, it doesn't have to actually be, of, like, yeah. the actual replication of, like, you know, they don't have to use Google Maps and, like, actually put every house where it is. Because that shit changes so quickly by the time this game that I'm talking about gets done. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, actual cities kind of in the location you would expect or whatever. Um and you would venture out and you wouldn't roll into another city and see the same fucking sprites and the same... Same hammer in the same desk in the same rooms or whatever. Like you would, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same shit over and over again. Um, but yeah, I can't. Would you want it to be mul multiplayer or single player? Both. <laughs> right. Oh, I guess. Or I guess my question would be massively multiplayer or. Like, I mean, I think that would know, be really cool. Like if you had kind of the eve of zombie games where. Uh, you know, but I guess you would. I, I I don't want it to only be a massive multiplayer on online game. You know, I it would be cool if it could yeah. also, if you could play it standalone. But it would be really neat to have this this huge server like like you know World of Warcraft is or whatever, <clears throat> where people, you know, over time build up. You know, you have like the Negans basically from like Walking Dead, where you have yeah, you know this 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 tribe, this this guild, so to speak, where someone takes over this whole city, and you know, like, well, fuck, New York's been taken over by whatever, like kind of like Eve is, you know, where you know who who's running what, and people have put all this time and money into these giant ships and these clans or whatever. I think that would be really fucking cool. Yeah, like I think that that. Running your own server is the perfect balance of massively multiplayer and just, you know, ma multiplayer. Because I would almost consider Minecraft... I know technically it's not an MMO, but it has such MMO kind of threads in it that... 
uh, I could kind of see that that there are servers that are super massive, you know, but each one is so unique. Like that would be cool to me. Yeah. Is if maybe it's not a procedurally generated uh, world, but it, maybe you could add in map making stuff so that people could run their own servers how they want. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that'd be neat. But I agree. Like my the game that I w- would want would be a survival game. I don't feel like that genre gets uh, enough love or good love, like actual attention. I think it gets a lot of fucking attention. Just not in the good. It gets so much attention that it's in games that don't. Like, uh, We Happy Few. When I heard that that had some sort of survival elements to it, like, I was I was shocked. Like, what? It looked like a story-based sort of horror adventure, not survival. Well, I mean, you, you have to that, stay right? alive. It's not like a... It's not like a yeah, Minecraft when, where like, you're... Where you're like, like Resident Evil building. is a is a survival horror, but you you don't have to eat, you don't have to craft. I mean, I guess you can craft because you can make different herbs, but you for the most part, it's just survive the thing that's trying to kill you, not survive the environment, not survivalist. Right. I wonder why they did put the eating and drinking. Like, I guess because you're, you're you're. I mean, you you have to take the the happy pills to do certain parts of the game, but I don't know why you need to eat and drink. It's like it's an unnecessary a, burden. Yeah. It was really buggy at first, too, where you had to do it way too much. You know, we're always like, you're like a fucking narcoleptic. You were always getting tired. Like, you'd walk, like, two two blocks. You're like, oh, it's time to sleep again. Um, <laughs> but they've, uh, oh, man. they've kind of fixed that, at least. Um but that game, I'm actually really sad when you bring up We Happy Few because I, that's a game I was anticipating so much, and it just it just missed the bar, unfortunately. What do you yeah. think? Like, it, uh, there's a lot of games that do that, and it, and it's amazing how one or two ingredients to a game can completely change a game. The problem with that like, game is that it's procedurally generated, so. Uh, that's not. I mean, that's not the problem. The problem is, there's a lot of bugs. First off, um, and the second thing is, it's you see a lot of. It's kind of like uh, the the problem with No Man's Sky is you see a lot of the same things repeated over and over again, sort of thing. Um, and they have the same quest. They want the same quest to be in the town, so you like the things just don't come together right. Like the the world doesn't look realistic as far as the way the 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 blocks kind of come together, so to speak. Like they have, they have city blocks that are set up that are procedurally placed, but then they don't, they don't form in a way that just looks realistic. I guess I don't know, I don't know. And there's a lot of bugs. If the game wasn't so buggy, I think that would that would help a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually it'll be the game it should be. Right now it's not. So is that still that in beta? Is that still alpha? I don't know. It's beta. What do you mean? Eventually it'll become the game. Like, I mean, they're, they're still working on it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, they when you launch the game, it, it says that, you know, this game's not done. Uh, what were you saying, Co? I, it's so weird to me that it has those elements in it because um, basically up until they had people playing this, 
beta, I really had thought or assumed or whatever that it was going to be a story-driven horror game. It's got like these great-looking characters, great animations, they're very expressive, and I could totally see it kind of being like Albino Lullaby or... Um, it kind of looked, it kind of looked like the style of Bioshock a little bit, obviously more cartoony, but Bioshock and, uh, Bioshock Infinite had these very expressive characters like that, that were eccentric. I mean, imagine if you were surrounded by a bunch of those, um, what were they called in Bioshock? Were they Rippers? Yeah, the or, uh, people with the, with the big, the head the yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're, it's all the, they're all like big the daddies? Joker. They're all oh. like the Joker from Batman. Oh, that's what you're about. With uh, their attitude, you know. Oh yeah, not not the daddies or the or the or the. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the ones who wanted the girls to take. The ones that have done too stuff. much of the stuff, and now yeah. they just run around with hooks and yell at each other. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what their names are too, as well. Like that's that's the impression I had just from looking at the game, um, which may. Maybe evidence of the fact that I knew nothing of it at all, but yeah, like I, I had been following survival. it, and I didn't expect some of the stuff, like the, the 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 survivalist, as you put it, like the eating and drinking. I didn't expect that that aspect of it. Um, and I and at first I was really excited about the whole procedure generated thing because I thought, well, that'll make good content. Like you'll be able to it'll be re, you know replayability to it and, and things. Um, but I did expect more of a story too, and it's just kind of weird. When you meet, when you meet, like I've played, I've played through two different worlds, and I got pretty far in the second one, but then a bug killed me, and I just was like, all right, well, we're done with this for now. Um, but whenever you play it a second time, you're doing the same quests, they're just in different places in the world. So it's not like it's, it's not, it's not like you're getting new quests and, and new playability. It's just you got to figure out where the shit's at because it's still required to progress to the next, like through the next bridge or whatever. So you just got to figure out where the same shit is that you already know you have to do in in a, in a city that's now mapped differently, basically. You know what I mean? It's not... Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the problem, man. I, I don't... I think everybody feels like... Like, I, oh, we can use procedural. It's fine. We just got to put a... We got to put a little bit more stuff than the other guys that did procedural. We just have to put a few more things, and then they won't be able to see the pattern. Just, just a few more things, of whatever <laughs> it is that you're procedurally generating. Yeah. Like I also a get like or something. You know? Every single time I'm doing one of those procedurally generated games where there's like a quest, I always feel like if something goes wrong, I always blame the dice. I'm always like, oh well, this was a crap, you know, map. Or, and then every once in a while you'll get, like, a super easy map, and it'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's so hard to hit that perfect note of, RNG. you know, yeah, f yeah, having fun, because if I die immediately, I was like, well, that was dumb that the thing, that the algorithm put that there. I mean, that's impossible to get by. Don't and then if it's super is... easy, it's not fun. Yeah, don't start really bad for that, honestly, because there's certain things that you... Are almost required exactly. to sur to survive exactly and progress and don't starve and sometimes you just and can't so if you find die this. you're like well I guess I'll re-roll the dice and get a different map yeah you know yeah um I mean and and if it makes that makes so much sense now that I'm saying it because I can't tell you how many you know first person shooters where 
tweaks on the map like a corner of a alcove if it is changed just a few pixels it completely changes the playability of that map you know it, well, it really something shows to be how... said for handcrafted level design and yeah. and real storytelling rather than i mean i i feel like generation has its place absolutely and and that place can sometimes be in as a as a main basically developer of a game and in, in some sense it's like a on the fly developer um but i think it gets used in places that don't make a lot of sense anymore that like it's almost become a replacement for level design in a lot of ways uh in a lot of games that i don't know i i feel like those games feel throwaway in the end i think that like, you know, I understand the point of view of, well, we don't have the time and the money to pay somebody to handcraft all these levels. But, like, how many levels do you need, really? And it, would it be worth it? You don't really know if it'll be worth it. If it makes your game better, maybe it'll sell better, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So you're, now you're saving money right now by doing it procedurally so you don't have to have a level designer, I guess. I also think uh, it was the buzzword, for it, and it's been the buzzword for a little while, is procedural... Yeah procedurally generated also means infinitely playable like minecraft but it's and not, so they though. think it it's, but it's, it's not a fallacy. that's exactly exactly it only works in a few areas yeah eventually you see the pattern and you you just like well i've seen this mountain i've seen this tree i've seen this closet in this room in another house so fuck that right. i mean i'm tired of seeing this loop loop yeah. over and over yeah yeah and and you, I even get that in Minecraft, and I only think that the only the the reason that Minecraft stands alone is because it is the Lego, uh, you know, virtual Legos, because you can play virtual Legos forever, you change the world, and and keep changing the world, and keep building your house and build it the way you want it to, and you know, gosh, the one improvement would be to build a rail system, and oh man, I've heard about this ice thing that'll make me go even faster, and. All this stuff is just continuously improve your virtual Lego stuff, but uh, that doesn't exist in something like uh, uh, We Happy Few or Don't Starve. Or I mean, it doesn't Don't Starve because of the base building aspect, but uh, I think it really matters uh, in those procedurally generated areas. Well, I think I think Don't Starve is an example of one where their usage makes more sense even though it may suffer at times from doing it like where you you get a bad roll of the dice you're gonna have a shitty game um which i guess that does happen more often than than not doesn't it because there's some does. things like if you, if you want to survive you really have to get you know a b and c and you i remember a lot of sessions were spent just trying to find a right <laughs> Like you need never beefalo. finding it. Like if you don't find yeah, beefalo, it's gonna be a bad day. Like yeah, finding some spiders. I found some is planes. Good. I found some planes. There might be yeah. beefalo here. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. Certain things. You know, it takes a special person, I think, to like Don't Starve because it's a really abusive game. Like you might. I liked it up until they completed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might enjoy. I don't know. You might be into some like BDSM if you uh. If you like Don't Starve. <laughs> it's very masochistic. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you just... I, I know the feeling. You, you're diving into it. You're going, like, I'm throwing myself to the wolves here. Literally. That said, I really like that game. 
<laughs> hmm. I definitely me. had a lot of good <laughs> moments with it. <laughs> the shipwrecked is even harder. It's fucking. It's even more brutal. It's like they they just like they were like you know what we can cut deeper. <laughs> oh my! I might have to give it another try then, because I the last time that I played it, we were getting the deer clops like every. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember what the frequency was, but it was too frequent. I think it was like every winter, but that feels like it's too long apart. I think it was like multiple times in one winter we were getting yeah, the deer clops. Yeah, me and that, that that that's supposed to happen now, though. Why is that supposed to happen? Me and Milby killed him. We fucking killed him. We killed the deer clops. It was the greatest Jeez. moment in my life. I think. Yeah, no, that's that would be that's impressive. I can't believe that you killed him. We uh we made this um giant field of those like those little cloth things that come up out of the ground that you get from the the boar's teeth, um and like. I would yeah, have him yeah, chase me, yeah. and we'd run him through him, and like Milby would re- come by him and reset him all, and then I'd run back That's through. That's what I did. That's what I did. We eventually killed him. It took a long... It was a very long day of running back and forth with the deer clops, and eventually he died. Oh. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing more painful than when you have set up painstakingly your don't-starve base, and it's so much fucking work. It's hard work. It's not fun. It's yeah. not a game. It's not fun. <laughs> it's it's not so hard to set these fucking things up. You've got your food production. You've got your farm. You've got your difficult to obtain things. You went out into the world. You brought stuff back. You you got your shit together. And it's so fucking painful when this deer clops just comes in and just blah, blah, blah. And everything that you spent hours Hours and hours and hours and hours of doing is just gone yeah. in a few seconds. Fuck yeah. that shit. <laughs> we had gotten to the point with one playthrough with Milby where I'm pretty sure we never would have ended if Milby. Milby was the final boss, and he won. Um, because like I got to the point where I'd made uh, enough of those things that let you resurrect people, and I'd made my own effigy too. So if I died, I would automatically be resurrected. And anytime Milby died, I could always bring him back. And so... It eventually... He started killing himself? Yeah, basically. And, like, there was this one time where it was raining frogs, and Milby was running around. Like, he was the he was the lumberjack guy, and he left all these, like, stumps everywhere, and it was raining frogs that were killing us. And then, like, lightning struck, and, like, the whole, I told him to chop that, to dig up all these fucking logs, and he, like, left them every, all the tree stumps everywhere. So the whole fucking base burns down. Um, including, like, my effigy, I think. I don't remember. I can't remember how it all ended, but it was, like, hell on earth is what it took to finally kill us. But Milby had, like, died many times. He was doing things, like, he just, you know how Milby gets when he finally doesn't care anymore, and it was just, that yeah. was at that point. He's dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, with that, Co, uh, you have a question to answer. Oh. Do I? I didn't before. <laughs> I, I, found, I, I found one for us. Yeah. We need better questions, people. If you're out there, give me something People other than like, questions. like I mean, you know what? Before, what's before, your favorite game? Yeah. How'd you get started? Like, okay, we got those. We've yeah. answered those a thousand. How times. do you pick people to join Minecraft? We're never gonna answer that question, Ashton. Fuck off. <laughs> Why you gotta give Ashton all the hate? <laughs> There's a lot Who of people I want to hate on right now. There's so many questions. I know. That are just shit. I know. Yeah. Are there any yeah. plans for a new version of Crack Pack soon? 
You know what we should do one day? We should just let's sit here and read the questions. Not answer them, just read stupid questions. Give yeah, just examples read them. of things that we're not going to answer. Who in Minecraft is most likely to adopt a bunny? <laughs> <laughs> it's a question that has to be answered, Goo. Don't hate on the question. Or don't ask no, specific people questions either. Goode, will you LP Uncharted 4? Don't ask me something. Ask a question that can be answered by the group. Yeah. No one's ever going to ask any more yeah. questions. I've just ruined the, the chance. The thing of is, okay, here, get this. No, no, no. Here's, here's how, you, how you determine. If it could be asked on Twitter and answered on Twitter, don't ask it there. Ask questions that take a sentence, you know, you that, that take wrong. a paragraph to answer. Yeah. So do, don't do ask, ask it, it there. Ask it on Twitter. Oh, do ask it on. I mean, don't a yeah. ask it, yes, uh, uh, where we are. Uh, don't ask it on the thing. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. God. Um, Coke. <laughs> answer or answer. Answer my question. Yeah. All right. This is from Black Star of Nights. The question is: Hi, Minecrackers. We've seen a lot of books being made into movies, and even some games being brought to the big screen as well. What game would you enjoy to see being made into a movie? Looking forward to some more Seven Days to Die soon. <laughs> I think it was a little old question. <laughs> I think Last of Us should would make a pretty good movie, honestly. I was actually thinking about that as well. Um, Bioshock might. Seven Days to Die would make a good uh, movie. You're yeah. full of shit. What? <laughs> actually, I'd be scared um, for Bioshock. To, they might fuck it up. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure there's a lot there for a for a movie, really. Like it's a the it's story an experience of, that only really makes sense as a game. I I, I would kind of like to see the the like a prequel to the first game. Ah, uh, the the like, inception of Rapture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a cool movie. Would you kindly? Yeah. <laughs> like it would end basically where. All the all the plans are laid out for, you know, what's what's to come. Basically, it lead you right into the to you know him on the plane. Basically, well, you'd get to see the the actual collapse. Yeah, the uh, descent of everyone into madness and tearing each other apart. Like the end of that movie would be just horror. Yeah, from Cat's giving me just all the it. It'd be a good movie, honestly. If someone could do that justice, that would be really good. I think. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would be like a period movie. Like, so it would have this 50s, it would have 50s music, kind of. And, yeah. You know, I can, I'm seeing people like, you know, they're having like those 50s parties and they're dancing and all yeah, that dun, stuff. Dun, yeah. Like Cohen's putting sort of parties the... before he went completely fucking psycho. The guy that, the, yeah. the bunny suit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there's that sort of bend to it all. It's kind of, it would be kind of Gotham, uh, it kind of like, uh, Tim Burton's Gotham, yeah, kind of, right? Uh, just where there's, you can see, you can feel this eccentric thing threading through it all, and some people are a little bit further down that road than others, and it all starts to unravel. It, yeah, it would be like Batman. It would be like Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, because the Joker had that drug that that made yeah. everybody into the yeah it crazy, would. insane Joker people. Man, I wish Tim Burton was a fan <laughs> of Bioshock. <laughs> We should get yeah, Tim Burton to play yeah, Bioshock. He could make and get that. Because he would, he would actually do a really good job with it. I bet. He could do it. 
I bet Deus Ex would be a good movie too. Yeah. yeah. That's very similar to Bioshock, um, actually. Or yeah. it's got similarities. Yeah. Mm. I don't I mean, know the story in the future, though. There. Yeah. Um, Half Life? Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about somebody who's been a fan of something for a long time and <laughs> facing disappointment and waiting and all that other shit. Fuck. Half-Life is one of those franchises. We got Half-Life, Half-Life 2, and then Episode 1 and Episode 2. I can't imagine what a movie would be like, but Half-Life, the original Half-Life, was really, really, really important for me. That was a when I played that, it instantly became my favorite game I'd ever played. It was so amazing and so different. I loved the character of Gordon Freeman and everything. I can't imagine a movie would do that any kind of justice at all. It, yeah, it'd be hard. I mean, and also, I mean, it would be finished. You know, the, the uh, they'd have to come up with the... Uh, Oh, the rest of the story. The rest of the story, yeah, right. And if they were it has do that, time traveling in it, so you really could do it any at any point along the way. Like you could argue that Gordon, after the first one, if you agree to what the G-man, uh you know, invites you to do to work for him, basically, it could be argued that he gets woken up at any point after that throughout history, whenever whenever the G-man wants to use him. Yeah. And so Half Life Two would just, just be one. Yeah, he down. he was he was waiting for a delivery today, <laughs> and he I think he heard. He his just left so arrival. fast. He was like, "No, no, no. Stop it. I think I think he wanted to say something, but I wouldn't shut up. So, <laughs> um, he may be gone for a little while. Oh, he's back. Did it happen? Oh, he can't hear us. Hi. Did it happen? What? The the thing. You got left for? Oh, I, I thought I heard uh, something outside. I thought maybe my washing machine was here. But they have to install it, so it wouldn't just be like a... Ah. I'd have been like, all right, we got a podcast done! <laughs> okay, yeah, that's over. Uh, okay, should I go on to my question? Yeah, no, I don't. There's, not, there's no one okay. outside. Hello, uh, podcasters and possible guests. I was wondering, with games coming out that are more and more broken at launch, at this point, I'm considering open betas at launch, what do you think really would make game developers realize they can't be selling broken games at full price? By the way, I ask this question fully realizing that there is, really isn't much we can do as long as people keep pre-ordering games, but I was wondering your opinion. Keep doing what you're doing, and anyways, appreciate the content. I mean, somehow there has to be some big controversy... And no I don't think sky. that's going to happen. No Man's Sky. Yeah, but no see, Man's that... Sky is the biggest, uh, biggest controversy yeah. you could possibly have on that topic. I would say, in my opinion, this is not something that just gets fixed. It's not. It's not just going to like oh, like like the questioner is assuming like yes, we all agree that. Buying, paying sixty bucks or full price or whatever you consider full price for a game that's incomplete is wrong, right? But that that that's not something we should do or that we should have to do or whatever. And that if the developers only knew that we all felt this way, they would stop. But I think I think it's sort of a free market thing. I think it's just whatever the market will allow. 
as long as people keep buying stuff like this, they're going to keep offering stuff like this. And I don't think it's going to abruptly change. I don't think it's, it probably won't ever change. Yeah. I, I don't think it will either. Because also, while you, you know, one or two people may have the, or, or while a majority of people may um, not want this to happen, there's still plenty of people that are going to want the game ahead of schedule even if it is broken. I think we're like, all guilty of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, even even though I might know that, sure, this is going to be a broken game, I'd love to pay for it now and be able to play it, even though I know it's going to be broken. Uh, and I'm, I'm not even talking from, like, a content creator point of view. Because, I mean, yeah, right. when, you, when you make content stuff, that sort of subverts it a bit. Because it's like, even if something, even if you know something is garbage, you might still buy it. So that you can review it or or whatever it is that you're doing, but like, there's games that we genuinely enjoy that we paid money for that are broken and incomplete. Like Seven Days to Die is one of those games. It's a it's an alpha game. It's much better now than it was for sure uh, when we were playing it originally. Man, it was busted in all kinds of ways, yeah. but we still wanted to play it because it it scratches a certain itch, you know. That yeah. zombie survival itch. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, what he's asking is, is how, how does it stop forever? I don't think that's possible. Well, because no, but I mean, it's, it's been the, opened. You know, the way that the questioner is saying it is, he said, "What do you think would really make game developers realize they can't keep selling broken games at full price?" I mean, that's basically the thing is, is people not buying broken games at full price. Basically asking, like, how does a Watch Dogs happen? The first one, where mm-hmm. it was, like, completely fucking broken. Uh, how does how does a No Man's Sky happen? Or whatever. Like, what allows it to happen? And it's just... It just is... It just is. <laughs> yeah. You know? The, well, the only thing that will make them avoid doing that is that they don't get paid for it anymore. And, and it's also not a new phenomenon. Like, there's plenty of games that came out and they needed a patch. You know, that's not new. Yeah. Well, that's certainly... I remember, I remember when we were going through this, you know, when games were... Uh, when the internet was getting big enough to where games were coming out that needed to be patched more often. And people didn't like right. that you had to have any patch at all. People, like, people were very resistant to having to patch games. Like, it should just be, it should just be done... You know, you know what kind of fucked this up was the internet. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's what yeah, allowed that's, that's easy what I'm patching saying. of games. Before you couldn't just... You had to release a good game because it was on a cartridge that you were selling in a store that you weren't going to connect yeah. the console to the internet and download the oh, fix. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, a, yeah, an NES game, Super Nintendo game, Genesis, any of those sorts of games had to be severely quality tested and made sure that they were going to work. And even then, you know... Even the even the good ones have glitches and bugs, so it's it's not that it's not a difficult process, and it's not that games shouldn't need to be patched because I think it's impossible to be, to make them perfect. But what has happened is it's sort of like a trend towards more and more and more laziness of like, so now where we get games that are almost just like the basic concept of what they wanted to do, and then they're yeah. just like. And we're gonna we're totally gonna add the rest 
<laughs> yeah. It'll be there yeah. one day. The whole game, we promise. Well, that's kind of like whenever I was, uh, speaking of Seven Days to Die, whenever I was there at the Telltale offices, and they were still trying to make the game work on PlayStation, like, even though it had been announced, like, this is this is the day the game is coming out. Right. They This is, this is all set in stone, but the game... Even it hadn't even got approval completely yet from Xbox, for example, because there was still some bugs that Microsoft wouldn't accept, um, and so they kept. I kept hearing the words "Day Zero Patch," "Day Zero Patch." That's, everything was okay. Well, is this going to be in the release or is this going to be in the Day Zero Patch? Like every so, it's like it was. It's like that's like part of the plan. Like not to talk bad about them, but I, I think that's just part of their plan now. I mean, even, even yeah. it seems like something, you know, Telltale puts out extremely polished, I think, at least, games. Some, I think Telltale's one of the subjects people either love or hate their games. But um, a lot of times, I'll get the pre-release for the game and record it, and then the next morning, there'll be a patch because there's still bugs that, because, like, seeing their development process is crazy. It's like, you know, because they're making movies to some degree, but their games aren't done until, like, the day they go out, just about. Like, when I was there seeing the Minecraft story mode stuff, <sighs> It, it, it was going to be released in two days, and the guy was still working on, like, the intro por- portion of the game. And it's like, holy fucking shit, dude. This is – I would I would die of, like, a, a, a just uh, – I would have fucking Stress, stones yes. and, like, whatever, you know, and, uh, right. ulcers. Ulcers just like, oh, my God. It's just this is too to the wire for me. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely – yeah. There's – well, I mean, it's an industry. They, they want to have – they want to have the ability to predict things, and they're trying to wrangle an artistic, creative, engineering process of something that can just really vary wildly as to how long it's going to take to complete and so forth. So I think that that leads to a lot of kind of ugly practices. I think a lot of games get a release date, like you're saying, regardless or irrelevant to the process. Like, we don't know how long it's going to take, but we have to release it in six months. How does that make any sense? Yeah. So, but yeah. maybe maybe it wouldn't happen if you didn't do those sorts of things too. Right. Because there's development hell. There's lots of things that fall into feature creep and just develop and develop and develop forever without any end goal in sight, that kind of thing. Right. But Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you I mean, get something like that's been in development forever and was a gem instead of a Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> <laughs> that should have stayed in development forever. That's where the forever should Such have been. Such a perfect name for that whole situation. Duke mm-hmm. Nukem forever. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad I didn't buy that game. I think I missed that. Yeah, me neither. Missed out on that. Or didn't miss out. I, yeah. Dodged a bullet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it I mean, was a really yeah. slow-moving bullet that was easy to dodge. <laughs> was, everybody knew that that bullet was coming, and it was going to be ass avoid. I could have dodged that one on the alien colonel marines. Did that? Did that? Did that ever come <laughs> oh, out? The, yeah. the fix for that that they we we talked about in a podcast not too long ago. Wasn't there like someone? Oh, that... the, there was somebody was working on a mod, like a, a total overhaul. I don't know if that's out or not. It might be. It probably is. It probably is. But yeah, somebody somebody was doing a a total overhaul of it just personally. You know? oh, okay. Oh, that's right. It wasn't. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot it was just somebody. I imbu- I I impulse bought that piece of shit on a stream, and I was able to complete it on the same stream that I bought it on, if I remember correctly. That's like Yikes. that's that's one of two LPs that is incomplete on my channel. It's Crystalus and that. I'm pretty sure that's the only yeah. two that are. 
I have one episode, and I just couldn't do it. I said I was going to do it, even at the end. I was like, well, this was shit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it, guys. Couldn't. Didn't, couldn't do it. You didn't miss Did you much. get to record the next one, and you were like, no, no, no. or did you just even I, try? Just the thought of launching the game again was just sickening to me. I was like, this was the worst <laughs> alien experience. Speaking of alien, you excited about the new movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two. We've got uh, it's diverging because there's the uh, there's the Prometheus branch, oh, right, 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 and that's Ridley Scott, and that that I'm not sure what this the next one is called. It's not Prometheus two, and then there's Alien Covenant. I'm not sure if that's is that the Prometheus one or is that the Prometheus? It might be. I think that might be the one. But then there's another one that's going to have... that's Scott. Right. Okay. But there's, a, there's another more traditional alien movie that's going to be a follow-up to Aliens. So it's going to cut... We're cutting, we're cutting it off after Aliens so that Alien 3 and, and Alien Resurrection and Alien vs. Predator and all that shit can go right in the toilet. So... It's going to pick up right after where Aliens left off. Does Newt live? And it's going to have Sigourney Weaver and... Uh, I don't know. But she only dies because of Alien 3. Right. Alien 3's intro. So in that universe, uh, yeah, I would assume that she could potentially still be alive. Why wouldn't she be? Yeah, because some people have always complained about that aspect. That they didn't know where to fit her in and their whole... We're now at a prison storyline, so they just killed her off. Well, right. And that's, that's, you know, whatever. They made their choice. But this is really interesting that they're going to now pick up the story by retconning those two I didn't mind Alien 3. Like, I didn't... That, that was a fine... That, I was fine with that movie. It was, it was just a movie, though. It wasn't, it wasn't the same... It wasn't up to the standard. Yeah. And Alien Resurrection was, movie. was... I don't know why that had to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That was like I'll tolerate them. I'll watch them, whatever. Yeah. But they don't. They don't feel anywhere like Alien and Aliens at all. Yeah. But yeah. So it's it's really interesting that there's now this diverging thing of like there's the sort of prequel, the completely separate arc now with the the space jockeys and and uh, whatever else. And then there's going to be a re, uh, like a revisiting of the original story. That's going to be good. It's going to be weird to have Very Sigourney exciting. Weaver in it, though, because she's so old now. Like, how do you pick up... I guess this, in the uh, story... Well, they're... in case you haven't noticed, Scoot, we have very much advanced our uh, digitized youth <laughs> algorithm stuff. <laughs> like, did you see that there was a new, there was a new um, Pee Wee Herman movie? No. It was direct to Netflix called yeah. Pee Wee's Big Vacation. Yeah. And that he's 60 years old or something like that now and it's it's like visibly he's old. But in the movie it looks like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Like it looks like Pee-wee yeah. back in the day. Really? But it is it is him. And apparently it's totally seamless. Like the the digital de-aging uh or whatever whatever you call it. That sounds like some kind of like infomercial jargon, but you know <laughs> what I mean? The the de aging uh, CG effect uh, is completely seamless, and they use that all the time now. So more than likely, that's what they'll do with Alien Covenant. It, like if it's not intended for Ripley to be older, then they'll probably still have Sigourney actor, which of course we would prefer, right? 
and then just digitally DH her. I don't know how I would feel as an actor in this in this situation. Like I would, you know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's kind of like the I don't know. I think actors are are very well prepared to acknowledge the truth of of things. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like. you got people that'll play roles where it's like belittling uh, somebody for being fat. And you got to know that there's this lengthy audition process. Well, maybe not lengthy, but there's certainly a, an audition process of people who are showing up because they are overweight. Yeah. And that'll fit them in the role of somebody who's being berated about being overweight right. or something. Right. Right. Um, and so I would imagine that, you know. Sigourney knows that she's older, so if the story calls for her to be, you know, 35, I don't know how old she was in Aliens, but I'm just guessing, like, 30 to 35, whatever. Because um, by that time, she had had a kid and lost lost it, well, left it behind. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah, I don't know. But I'm just going to say, like, early 30s. She doesn't look early 30s now. And I'm sure she knows she doesn't look early 30s. So if it takes place immediately after Aliens, then yeah, of course. Yeah. No brainer. But she still gets to play it, whereas, uh, you know, in the past, they would have just cast some random other, whoever's hot right now. Right. That kind of thing. Kind of like uh, Terminator uh, Genesis or whatever. God, Terminator's another franchise that went. It's, it's very similar. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, both amazing, and then what was shit three? everywhere. 3 was, uh, didn't they have like Shia LaBeouf or something or somebody? It was uh, the female yeah, Terminator. Yeah. And it was the one where Arnold, he's, somehow he's involved in it again. and It's all CG. There's a 4, yeah, there's though. a particle accelerator involved. Yeah, there's one with um, Christian Bale. Right. I didn't mind. It's that a mess one. of shit. This is why none of us. I didn't yeah, mind. Remember four. the details. But yeah, three was. was yeah, I think that four is the one. God, that like he goes to where they're manufacturing the Terminators. Yeah. Right. It takes place like in the post-apocalyptic future. Um, whatever the case, uh, pretty much all of them after two. Suck some some various different forms of ass. Uh, yeah, but yeah, now they could they they could have done it with the original actors from the the first two movies and just de-aged them. They actually did do a de-aged uh, Arnold, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, in, in that one. Yeah, was it in three or four? What, was three? I, I think it was when he was the governor, and he said he wasn't going to do any movies while he was the governor of California. Is what I remember. Oh, that so I was think oh, that it was, was like, completely CG, Arnold. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah. Right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting possibilities. And a lot of... I. We, we, we probably have to wrap up, but man, I feel like next year is going to be fucking stellar for entertainment stuff. Games and movies. It seems like there's a lineup of things on the way. Just gonna be fucking amazing, or a big pile yeah. of shit like every year. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. With that, let's end this big pile of shit. The podcast. Woo! Uh, <laughs> if you want to suggest questions, minecracklp.com/slash/podcast. 
Make them good. <laughs> Nothing we can't answer on Twitter. Otherwise, you're going to get called out in the next episode. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or YouTube, and we will see you next time on the podcast. Bye. 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 Penis. <laughs>